Hello, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to another episode of Crash, the UK Geek Show, recorded on Saturday the 21st of March 2020, and the time at the beginning of the show is 000523. Yes, very, very early on Saturday morning. It was going to be very, very late on Friday night, but as usual, I overran But I am here now. I am now taping quite late at night because of... Well, we'll get on to that in the show. But the house is finally quiet and I can do the show. This episode is going to be a little different, as you are about to hear. Though the ordinary geek show and my continuing voyage through Doctor Who continuing voyage at Star Trek. Oh, and by the way, Picard is really good, isn't it? Where were we? All that stuff is still continuing to happen. I apologise for any delays that there have been between the last episode and the one before that, but hopefully we're now back on schedule. I've had to juggle my timetable a little, but let's hope things work out. Things to do with the show, that is. And things outside the show, yes. I said this one is going to be a little different because today we are talking about COVID-19. Do you remember my quip last time? My unfortunate quip about the corona apocalypse? Well, so far people are still hoarding the bog roll, but cannibalism isn't yet on the cards, and that's about as much humour as I can muster Because, joking aside and personally speaking, COVID-19 doesn't really make me want to joke that much. So instead I decided to do a special show about my experience of what has started, well not started, well and truly feels like being in the middle of a sci-fi story that I enjoy in many different media and aspire to write as well. It has become very, very strange in the UK. And why am I now recording late at night? Well, it's part of the general situation that I find myself in, and that is my parents and I have been living together for a few months just before COVID-19 became an issue for us in the UK. I think I have only mentioned this once before, but I have mentioned it so it's not exactly a secret, that we live in a small city called Milton Keynes, about 50 miles north of London. Because my parents are 75 plus, they have been self-isolating while I have been going out to forage, (laughs) which does sound a little post-apocalyptical. And although I'm not really in the mood to joke that much, I do have something very ironic to tell you. And that is, after living alone for the last six years, Mum and Dad finally returned to the UK to temporarily share the same home with me just before the COVID-19 crisis, which is really fantastic timing. My cousins call this family phenomena Martha Luck. I should also tell you from the outset of this episode that I'm not, and I never was, a current affairs journalist, although I did have the opportunity, stupidly turned it down. As some of you know, I worked for 
about two years on a Mauritian English language broadsheet newspaper. I was their resident geek columnist. And that really is a very, very different job from the reporting I'm doing now, in this episode at least, as a citizen journalist, I suppose. Although I am a columnist, so I can't promise not to be highly opinionated because that's what they pay us for. I'm calling this series of episodes within Crash, The Virus Diary. Here are the entries so far. Last Friday, I was feeling rather cavalier, because that's (laughs) almost my natural state. That only lasted until last Friday. I was personally playing down the whole affair, and weirdly enough, the UK government also seemed to be taking things rather casually with their initially blasé, laissez-faire approach, preferring to test minimally and leave COVID-19 to spread and imbue the majority of the population with herd immunity, preferably before annihilating us all. And that was in direct contradiction with the WHO and every other country. You would have thought that the government had more brains to call upon than me as a bolshie columnist. But no, apparently not. They were as stupid as I was. That only lasted until Saturday. That's when the worry set in. I went shopping on Saturday and saw that the shelves were even barer than they have been recently. And I also felt and witnessed a panicky vibe in the air. I remember seeing a child cough and his father, looking nervously around him, shielded the child's cough from everyone else. And that was last Saturday. Then, on Sunday, I watched the BBC 10 o'clock news, and I've got to tell you, it scared me absolutely silly. The extent of the coronavirus crisis really hit me in the face when it was reported that the government were considering a lockdown. Then came Monday, and I started doing some foraging, No toilet rolls, no painkillers, no hand sanitizers of any kind or hand wash at the Bletchley Asda Superstore. When I got home, I felt really worried and stressed and decided to wear my journalist hat in a way that I haven't really done before. What I did was email all the local government leadership That included MPs and councillors and a couple of contacts. And I wanted to know what the specific policy towards the virus was in Milton Keynes. That is, what the government was doing at a local level. When I say all that in that way, I can feel myself going to sleep. But don't glaze over quite yet. That was the plan anyway. Send out these emails and find out what's going on. The Prime Minister's first daily update began on Monday afternoon. I watched that as well, riveted to the screen. Even though I'm not his biggest fan, and that would be English understatement, he announced that there would be voluntary 
measures such as self-isolation for the elderly or vulnerable, for example my parents, and that was strongly advised, although not enforced. On Tuesday, those sources and the people I contacted in local government either didn't respond or didn't know more than what I already knew from watching the news. I was greeted with a complete wall of silence from the local government. I looked at their social media and not much there either. I fully appreciate that they have their hands full, but just looking at the social media feeds, it seemed as if they were either oblivious to what was going on, or they just didn't want to engage with something quite so controversial. Let's move on to the national government. I also wrote retrospectively, so I'm not sure if this happened on the same day or the day later. I was feeling personally that the government was clearly reactive and not proactive in dealing with the pandemic, but the one bit of good news is that they, either on Tuesday or Wednesday, seemed to have bowed to criticism and dropped Sir Patrick Valance's cold-blooded herd immunity plan and have also ramped up testing. That's what I wrote on Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday, who knows now. I should have been making these diary entries every day. But yeah, that was a relief. On Wednesday, after several days of looking for more rice, because mum and dad eat a lot of rice, I found a giant 20 kilogram bag, a few bags actually, I bought one of them, in a nearby Asian grocery. I had unfortunately passed up the chance of restocking before the crisis went completely crazy and people bought up all the big chain supermarket rice, which, and I don't know the ethnicities of the people who brought the rice, but it felt like this weird kind of cultural appropriation. They were taking the rice away from the brown people, that's what I felt then. But I went to a grocer run by brown people and got my rice. The grocer was a little low on other stock. I couldn't buy the red lentils that my mum wanted, but I did manage to buy a bag of split chickpeas. Almost completely triumphant foraging expedition. Unfortunately, I dropped the bag of chickpeas and lost about a quarter because I'm a clumsy idiot. I'm not usually that bad, but there you are. One other good thing about that trip is I did get out and managed to chat to a few people and exchanged names and made friends with a friendly owner of the grocery shop who asked me to drop in and chat sometime. That was nice, and that was on Wednesday. Wednesday was also the last day that I was going on these foraging trips with Mum. She was just riding along so that she had something to do and she could get out the house. She did stay in the car with the windows rolled up, but yeah, that was the last day we did that. On Thursday, amazingly, it says in my notes, Bonanza! I finally tracked down some bars of soap, paracetamol, and a few family games, like cards and dominoes, and the game of life, which I got from Smith's Toys. I got the paracetamol in Poundland, and there was a notice on Poundland's door saying that they're now restricting the number of items 
per customer, which was great. They're starting to introduce some form of rationing. There were still no toilet rolls, though, in Poundland. Although I did see a couple of people leaving the store with a roll of some kind. I'm wondering if Poundland have just hidden them at the back and are just passing them out when people ask. One per customer, hopefully. If they have, well, well done. I also heard on Thursday, again, I think it was during one of those government updates, that the schools will finally be shutting down by Friday. Another reactive measure by the government, bowing into conforming to the same strategies used by other countries rather than going it alone. Thankfully, at last. And we come to Friday. Friday was the day I was supposed to start taping this podcast, but as we're on the cusp of Friday and Saturday, well, it's Saturday now, but I was supposed to do it very late on Friday night, just missed the deadline. Anyway, this is how my Friday went. It was a tiring week because, as well as dealing with the virus, I was also helping mum sort out the shipping of their belongings as returning UK residents. No big surprise, the shipper isn't the most organised and HMRC are impossible to contact. One HMRC advisor told us that the office for returning residents is small and many of the staff are off due to the virus. Which means that dealing with the HMRC is even more of a pain than it was before. Anyone who has had to deal with this government department will know exactly what I mean. Which leads us on to the next thing. Let's not forget, according to the latest from Downing Street, this is the same agency, plus also the DWP, who I have very probably criticised before for making my life a misery. The former agency is supposed to be helping businesses and the latter agency employees through the crisis. I hope that works. I do wonder if Boris Johnson has any idea what... It is at the rough end of the civil service. I have been on both ends. I have worked in the civil service in quite a few different departments, including the predecessor to the DWP, as well as being a customer or client or victim of the DWP as well. Both these agencies, the HMLC and the DWP, are very busy agencies. I'll grant them that. But every interaction I've had has not been great and I'm now wondering how they're going to deal with these extra responsibilities given that people are off work and they were never that efficient in the first place. My parents also went for a long walk after being cooped up for so long. My mother said that they stayed out of the way of others and seemed relieved from the chance to stretch their legs rather than staying indoors or, in my mother's case, inside the car with the windows closed. Maybe I don't fully appreciate how cooped up they do feel because I have been out in the car, apart from today, looking for supplies and walking around a bit and trying to stay out of the way of other people, but at least I have managed to get out and around a little In the afternoon, I dropped into Asda. 
I did that on my way to collect a prescription at the local chemist. I didn't get my prescription as a chemist is now running three days behind. This is another slight cock up by my local GP. I had a phone call earlier in the week saying that they no longer want patients to come in to collect their repeat prescriptions. They want me to specify a chemist where they can electronically send my prescription. So, of course, I pick the nearest chemist to the surgery, as did probably 90% of their other patients. And this is a very small chemist. So, of course, they're now under-resourced and overworked. Back to my trip to Asda. I hoped to get some milk for my parents, but there was none. And to make things even worse, it appeared that Asda was offering two big containers of milk for the price of one, which is completely crazy given that there's a shortage. Shouldn't they be restricting milk purchases? Or is this the supermarkets cashing in before the inevitable economic downturn? Sorry. Inevitable economic downturn? The economic downturn that we're in. Finally, I learned from watching the Daily Government update that from tonight, bars and restaurants are obliged to close. Now, this is another interesting thing that I found out earlier this week. A local gym chain was in an amazingly breathtaking act of criminal negligence. Earlier this week, they were encouraging people to attend group exercise classes. So I am very glad to hear gyms too have been ordered to close. And that's the problem. This started off as something voluntary at the beginning of the week, but due to almost insane levels of stupidity, the government has been forced to clamp down. As I said before, I'm not a fan of the government. The Tory Brexit government, led by Mr. Opportunist himself, Boris Johnson. But it doesn't mean that... I'm just going to disagree with every single thing the government does. Doesn't mean that some of the advice coming from the government isn't worth listening to. And we'll actually get on to that in a little. Finally, while I'm talking about profiteering, possibly, or just stupidity in retail, let's talk about price gouging. And this is a parting shot at the disgusting profiteering and price gouging from some third-party Amazon and eBay sellers. The two companies are taking action against some of these awful people, but I still see overpriced toilet roll for sale online. Listen, just stop it. Another thing that I have noticed on social media over the last week is some very strange and disturbing recommendations on how to beat the coronavirus. These have been passed around social media and they are completely wrong. I'm telling you now, do not listen to crackpot sites touting vitamin C and zinc and steam as preventions or cures for the virus. They're complete nonsense. For me, my sources of news are, at the moment, the BBC News, the World Health Organization site, the American Center for Disease Control site, the NHS site, and also the traditional print news media sites. 
For example, The Guardian, The Financial Times, whatever your political bent, there will be a largely reputable news source out there for you to read. There's also, if you're more of a scientific bent, the magazines like Nature, Scientific American, and New Scientist. Most of these sources have a website. Some of them are admittedly behind a paywall, but there are ways around a paywall. Try using the Tor browser. I can't get into this too much at the moment, but there are ways to get to the sites that you need to read to get accurate information. I also try and watch the Prime Minister's update every day as well, and you should too. I've just mentioned scam artists with their vitamin C, zinc and steam cures and prevention. While we're on the subject of these con people and grifters, beware of the bullshit telemarketers and email scammers who will take advantage of the crisis to suck in the gullible. They also know that there are a lot of old people at home at the moment, lonely. I had a robocall today <laughs> where the calling system started asking me about some insurance thing that they wanted me to talk about. And I got a bit annoyed. I said, you're a robot, aren't you? And the system must have keyed on to the word robot and replied, I am not a robot. <laughs> Man, they're getting cleverer and cleverer. Yeah, watch out for the scam artists. Now, I've talked about a lot of subjects today, but what is it like for me in Milton Keynes at the moment? Well, there are some queues. The rush hour traffic has lessened. But there is also more of a constant stream of traffic running all day long. When my mother and father went out on that walk, she told me when she got back that she saw others walking, she also saw dog walkers, and quite a few more delivery vans than usual. I haven't seen much change around the city, Though, I haven't been to the city centre for a few days. I'll let you know if I see anything particularly notable or odd or interesting. And finally, what is it like at home? Guess what? It's tense, stressful, worrying. I have to tell you something else. This isn't some idealised version of what a family looks like in those saccharine American TV movies. Let's just say that our family dynamic is challenging. So if you think it's all sweetness and light, you'd be wrong. Anyway, my parents are coping, as you heard earlier. I have been listening to a few less podcasts than usual, a little YouTube, but mainly I have been glued to the news, and it's just not a healthy thing to be doing. There are far more productive things I could do, but how do I write sci-fi when I'm in a sci-fi story? I could also be podcasting more, but as I said, finding somewhere to do it in a noisy household can be difficult. Though I will try and pick a more regular late night time to do this podcast. 
I posted a picture in Twitter with a sofa that I've moved to this room in preparation for my parents' shipping arriving here and there will need to be more space in the other rooms. Yeah, so I've got a sofa in this room at the moment. I will have a couple of armchairs. And I did think of podcasting from the sofa, which would have been much more comfortable. So earlier on today, I moved my boom mic that I usually use to amplify my instruments over to the sofa and pointed it down in a comfortable position. But then I realized I actually need to look at the waveform of my recording in Audacity while I'm doing this. I also need to see the raw code of my show notes rather than the blog post thing that you see because it's got all this extra information that I need to remind myself of. That didn't happen last time, which was why I was a bit all over the place. Didn't know what to say at the beginning of the show, didn't know what to say at the end of the show. And I was getting fairly wound up about extraneous noises. Where was I going with that? The point is that hopefully I'll get that sorted out and I'll have a more comfortable way of podcasting, which will mean that my legs don't get tired standing all the time in front of a mic. Though if you're a performer of any kind, you'll think that I'm a wimp. And you'd be right. Okay, that's it really. I've got this thing to edit. This great big mess that I've made of my recording tonight. Yes, a lot of editing. Um, Don't really have anything else to say, so I suppose I'll sign off for now. But I will say... If you've tuned in to this for the first time, this will not just be a miserable podcast about this virus that is now besieging mankind. It is also about geek stuff, culture stuff, fun stuff that I like talking about. And if you're into that kind of thing, please tune in. If you're not and you just want to hear these virus updates, that's absolutely fine as well. But we need to think more about other things to do and to occupy our time rather than just dwelling on the negative. And that's why I will be putting out more podcasts about the geek stuff, and also, of course, the Doctor Who rewatch. All those things are ready to roll. I just need to pull my finger out and do them. And that's it. The show that you're listening to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. For further reading, there's a link to the show notes in the description of this episode. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. And just before I do the goodbye bit, just remember that you're not alone. I'm here as well, in a fairly stressful situation. If you're younger than my parents, if you're middle-aged or younger, and you don't have any commitments, you're not a carer, you're footloose and fancy-free, then maybe think about volunteering. There are a lot of people out there who need your help. Okay, you were listening to Crash, otherwise known as Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd, and creative wizard, though we have strayed to a completely different subject today. This was episode 302, recorded on 
Saturday the 21st of March 2020, and the time at the end of the show is 004937. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye!